You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have two very special ladies on with me for our HD Uncut series. Um, I have Erica and Olivia, and Olivia has JHD. Erica is her mom um, who takes care of her, and they are joining me um, to just share their journey with HD and JHD and um, all they are going through. So ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. So tell me a little bit about your journey with HD and JHD and, um, you know, what you guys are are dealing with and your struggles. So we didn't know J, we didn't know HD was in our family. Um, it was in uh, my husband's family, Olivia's father. Um, his parents were, div- um, his parents married, you know, pretty young. She was, he was older. Um, things, you know, progressed, but she ended up divorcing him because he had a lot of the mental um, issues going on um, and became violent. So they divorced and um, my husband, Jaya, and his sister didn't have a lot of contact with their father, didn't have a lot of contact with their father. And um, so we didn't know it existed. Um, Him and I met and got married in 2000. And um, had a son in 2001, Joey, who is now um, 21 years old, um, who is at risk. He, my husband started experiencing symptoms. Um, Olivia was probably a couple years old and um, family members started noticing different things, different um, tics, movements, um, and just needing me to kind of give him cues on what we're, what to do. And after it was pointed out to me, I started realizing something wasn't right. So we went to the um, his primary and they thought it was ADHD and diagnosed him with that and put med- gave him medicine for that, which I know is pretty common. Um, I'm just uh, finding but, out how common now because, yeah. yeah because, crazy. you know, I mean, those movements can be part of ADHD and not <clears throat> paying attention and things like that. So you just don't know. And yep. then... As things started progressing a little bit more, more movements, um, forgetfulness, um, little things like that, we, you know, decided to see a neurologist. Nothing came of that. Um, Finally went and saw a movement disorder doctor. Nothing came of that. And when we decided, we went back for a follow-up for the movement disorder clinic. And um, one of the doctors, I can't remember her name because it was so long ago, she had just graduated and did her residency with Dr. Walker over at Wake Forest. And she said, I think it's Huntington's disease. We won't know for sure unless if we test. 
we're like, okay, test, because we have no idea what this is and where it would, you know, we wouldn't have that. Well, we had it. And he was diagnosed with that at age 41. Um, worked a little bit longer, not much, then went on disability. And eventually he's just kind of started giving up. Um, he didn't want to do any clinical trials and um, he eventually ended up at 47, was December of 40, he was 47 of 2019. He ended up in the hospital for falling and he was on a respirator and we kept him on it for a couple of days. They finally took him off mm -hmm. and he started looking a little bit better. And then the next day he didn't and he ended up with sepsis and he passed away. Um, Olivia started with some symptoms. I think it was the end of sixth grade. Um, she was doing some writing and she was left-handed and I noticed she was writing with her. Me right. too, Olivia. <laughs> left-handed too. <laughs> Look at that. And she was writing with her right hand and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Why are you being, you know, goofy and, you know. She's like, I can't write with my left hand anymore. I said, oh, come on, please. Yes, you can. And I put the pencil in her left hand. And when we looked, her knuckles were curling. And I'm like, what in the world? So I'm like trying to straighten them out and you can't. And I was like, what is going on? So we ended up going to the pediatrician and they noticed a gait movement was weird and with the knuckles curling and so, you know, some weird things. And they asked me if I heard of juvenile Huntington's. I said, well, I've looked it up because, you know, it's been on when I've been researching on Huntington's. And they said that that's what they think she had. So, you know, we made an appointment with a neurologist and the neurologist was fantastic. She said, let's get an MRI and rule out, you know, a brain tumor and anything else. And of course, none of that showed anything. And so we ended up opting for the gene test. And um, she was 12 at the time. And 10 days before her 13th birthday, we got the results that she was gene positive with a CAG of 78 for juvenile Huntington's. Of course, as a mom, your world is shattered. <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So um, she's 17 now. She's going to be a senior this year. She's on a modified school day um she does have a full-time nurse that goes with her and then it's her same nurse for um, medicaid so they leave together and then she's with the nurse and so i can work full-time because north carolina doesn't pay a mom a livable wage to be able to stay home and take care of her child which is terrible it's terrible it is so i work full-time um i'm actually an elementary teacher and three years ago, um, since I was dual certified, I took the special ed position. So now I'm elementary um, special ed teacher, which has been a blessing because now I know more of the laws and the rules and what my child can get. And I've actually been able to, you know, I've had some conversations with, um, you know, our support group um, and given them, you know, any knowledge that I have to help with an IEP and what their, you know, rights are and what they can get. So it's been a blessing for that. Um, well, I mean, Olivia used to be a dancer. She took tap, jazz, ballet. Oh, wow. So she used to love to dance. Um, 
She also was on air on our community swim team and she was really good at it. She used to win lots of um, events. And then obviously as things progress, she couldn't, she can't do those things anymore. So it's been difficult with trying to find things that she can do. Um, the one thing that she does do is she stolen Girl Scouts. Cool. Um, and she rides, um, she rides a horse named Fritz every oh. week for her hippotherapy for physical therapy. Oh, yes, you love Fritz. He's your baby. So, so that's so funny, Olivia, because I want to start go writing. Like one of the things okay. I want to do for my daughter, who is five, um, is I, I want to get her to start writing. And uh, one of the ways I'm going to do that is also volunteer. So that's really exciting that you are riding horses and, and everything. That's really cool. It's amazing. To, riding a horse is so awesome as it is. But then to be able that there was an actual physical therapy program that's attached to it. Um, and it's helped a lot. I mean, for things that she, you know, struggles with at home, but she can like mount a horse and yeah. sit upright and the connection that the two of them have is amazing. And yeah. uh, she, you know, gets to give him a bath and brush him and yeah. all those different things. So and get in, feed him, give him treats, which we actually need to buy some treats before we go back on Friday. There. Oh, all. what type of so, treats do you give him? Um, we just usually either go on, go to that tractor supply store or order on Amazon, like horse treats, anything like that. So any of the horse treats, they love the peppermint, ah, cool. um, different things. So we um, found out today when, after she was done with riding, um, they were out of treats. So we need to go and buy some, she's pretty good on keeping them well fed. <laughs> <laughs> and Olivia, you have a new dog, don't you? A yeah. service dog? Yeah. We do. What's his name? Hi. Larry. Larry. Oh, what kind of dog is he? He's a lab and golden. So he's a lab mix and golden. Lab mix and golden. Sure. So how yeah. did how did you how were you able to get um a service dog? Um, I'm sure that was a process to be able to. We don't see a lot of people who are able to get it in HD. So that's awesome that you were able to. Yes. Um, when we were, when the neurologist that we used to see, um, she referred us to someone else who has a little bit more experience, but um, the neurologist we used to see at the, her practice, she had a child life specialist there and she, yes, Courtney, and she was the one who actually recommended the physical therapy with um, the hippotherapy. And then she mentioned about a service dog. So that was, you know, a while ago and I kind of put it on the back burner and we already, and we had another dog at the same time. So I put it on the back burner. And when we started thinking about it a little bit more, you know, things started progressing with the movement, you know, mostly her walking. Um, she walks with me and I'm usually dragging her along if we're not in a wheelchair. Um, I'm usually banging her into walls, banging her into something. <laughs> so we thought about, you know, the service dog and, we looked into a couple of, we looked into a bunch of places as we're researching and there's so many companies out there. And then it's like, what's reputable? What's not? Um, the ones that don't charge you have a three to five year waiting list. And I knew that wasn't, you know, feasible for us. So <clears throat> I actually reached out to, her name is Allison. She's the HD social worker over at Duke. 
uh-huh. center of excellence. And um, <clears throat> she gave me two companies and I can't remember one of them. Um, but I looked it up and I think they might've had a waiting list. And I, then the other one was called um, EENP, eyes, ears, nose, and paws. So I gave them a phone call and spoke to them and they really had less than a year waiting list. They said, you know, almost eight to 12 months. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Well, the catch is, you know, because they also charge for the dog, $20,000. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. $20,000 for a dog costs more than my children. Um, (laughs) So I was just like, you really wanted this dog. I knew it would be a blessing for her just with what it can do. Plus um, giving me a break and just so, you know, emotionally too. So I went ahead and applied last July. I think it was, we applied, we received a call from them. I think it was like September saying um, that they were, um, would like to come and meet her. So we went down to there in they were in Hillsborough, went down in um, Hillsborough, November for a meet and greet. And um, they accepted her. They, you know, were a little bit concerned if she would be full placement, that she can handle the dog by herself. Um, At that time, I was very confident that she could, but we said, you know, if we get the dog, we'll take it, you know, we'll see what happens. And so we then were on a waiting list until it was March, they called us. And um, we went down in March for a meet and greet. And we got to see three dogs out of the five and they train mobility dogs and medical alert dogs. And we knew we needed a mobility. She does not have any seizures. Um, so hopefully it stays that way. And then um, we did the meet and greet and Larry was the first dog that came out and immediately just ran to Olivia and just loved on her. And she got to interact with him. And then we met two other dogs, um, not as, the con- one of them was okay. The connection you can tell wasn't as strong as it was when Larry came out. Yeah. yeah. And then um, they actually got back in touch with us and said, if we would like to, we could get on their waiting list um, for their, well, actually, if those were the dogs that were graduating in June. So if we would like, we would be uh, um, able to attend the June graduation. And so we decided because the June graduation would be perfect with, you know, school schedule for both of us because it's a two week training period that they do. So in the meantime, once I had applied and before we did the meet and greet, I, um, they have a scholarship fund. So I also had to do was send in my tax information for the last two years. And based off of that, I was able to get um, almost $14,000 off the dog. Wow. So, yeah. That's so awesome. we still had a balance of like 67 something plus the $600 and then I prepaid a $600 fee. So I also applied um, in December to Chive Charities mm-hmm. and I found out about Chive Charities through Facebook under JC's um, page. Some mom had posted that she was gifted, I don't know, gifted um, an accessible wheelchair van for, I don't know if she had two children. And I was, so I started messaging her and asking her about it. And she said that, you know, Tribe Charities was a great organization to work with. And um, 
you know, they, um, it was an easy process. So I went on, started looking what, you know, they offer and they offer so much for people with a rare disease. And I think it's veterans and like first responder families. And um, so I applied through them and they actually had, you know, a service dog listed as one of the things that they would pay for. So I applied through them and they told me, you know, if we were given a scholarship, let them know. So I did um, when we got the scholarship and they then decided um, in the end of May to grant Olivia the balance of the dog. That's awesome. this dog became free for us, which was a blessing because I did not know where I was going to get the rest of the money from. And I didn't want to break her heart. And I just knew that she needed a dog. Yeah. She needed the dog. And he's been, you know, by her side. He's absolutely ball obsessed. So (laughs) his harness, he's ball obsessed, but we did two weeks in um, Hillsborough and, um, we were there, you know, for training, um, learning different cues, the things that they know. And then, you know, because Olivia can't speak very well and communicate, you know, her communication is different from what a dog is used to, right. um, especially that what he's been trained with. So they worked really hard to get us to learn some um, visual cues um, and hand signals and um, body movements. So she does now, so she'll raise her hand for sit um, and, you know, put her hand out for stay. And when she wants them to jump up, she'll tap what she wants. Um, and when she wants them to come to her, she'll um, she'll stomp her foot that um, she wants him on that side. Oh yeah, and then if for like go in or go under or whatever, go in, go go in. Go in. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting these, but um, she'll you know point where she wants him to go. So he's picked up on her um pretty quickly, and um we did um a whole week of public access where we were in the mall, and it was amazing to see that I didn't have to push her in the wheelchair. She walked the mall like. Almost the whole mall practically with this dog and I didn't have to push her and they were walking faster than I was at times and um, just, you know, practicing and getting things done and him learning her and her learning him. So, so, can, so are you able, like, I guess, obviously like balance would be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else like can he do to help, you know, with HD? So he can, um, he can do go get help. So we've been working on go get help. So different, um, her being in her bedroom or she's in the bathroom and then different places that I'm in that I'm in. So he's learned to go get help from where we, where I am or somebody else in the house. Um, he also can, um, pick up, drop stuff. So the two most important things that we practiced with was her cell phone and her TV remote control. Cause you know, that's the most important thing to a 17 year old. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and his leash, he actually will like when you, his leash is like attached to his harness. So after mm-hmm. we put his harness on, you know, the leash is on the ground. So if she doesn't need to bend down. She just points to it and he'll pick up his leash and hand it to her. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah. 
Um, so he helps her with the balance, the walking, those different things. Um, what else does he help you with? That's really, that's kind of like what we've been focusing on right now. Olivia, um, you need to teach him how to get you a drink from the refrigerator. Yeah. That, that's, cool. <laughs> that's gotta be the next thing. They, so, I mean, he, he can shut, he can shut the doors. Mm -hmm. Um, he can shut doors. Um, if we put like a little tug thing on certain things, he can tug it open. That's so cool. it would just yeah. be like, you know, you just use the command to tug and he'll use his mouth and open it up. Um, so yeah, but it, it has been very helpful. And, um, what's her name? Sarah Foster. Uh-huh. Yep. She got her dog from the same company too. Um, the one who has Rupi. We met them in Nashville. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we, at that time we had just applied and we were waiting to find out if we were going to be on their waiting list. So um, we got the dog from the same place. So Olivia, you have horses, you have dogs. <laughs> Do you have a favorite animal? Cats. Cats? Cats. Her cat, she, does have, <laughs> she has a cat that she loves to death. She's like nine years old. What, what's the cat's Sassy. name? What's her, what's her name? Clarice. Clarice, baby, oh yeah. Clarice. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I would choose the horse. <laughs> I would love that part. Well, that's awesome. You you know, you have all these animals that you get to love on and um oh. that are helping you with HD and that's such a amazing thing. Um and I love that you were able to get the service dog for free. That is so important because you're right here in North Carolina, they just don't offer a lot of assistance when it comes to um, you know, being able to be at home to be a caregiver or anything. So um, the fact that you were able to, to get the dog for free is amazing. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So now we're just gonna, we, so we did have, she did have some issues, you know, she ended up getting sick while we were there with strep throat and stuff. So she was exhausted a lot. Um, but they, I'm the handler. We, um, I think it was going to be a little difficult for her to do full by herself. So, but she is the client and she does the majority of everything with him. Um, and they did say that, that, you know, they will allow us to kind of work with, um, the two of them and practicing at school so she can take him to school. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not so concerned about him going to school as much because she does have the nurse, but I'm also like, why would he need to stay home all day long? So, right. Right. Well, and so. yeah, I mean, that'll be, that, that'll be a good thing for her, like a confidence thing. And, mm -hmm. um, especially yeah. like you said, if she was able to walk them all, you know, without you having to use a wheelchair and, and stuff, I can just imagine how it would help at school. So right. that's right. really cool. Well, awesome. I really appreciate you telling me all about that. And, um, Olivia, you are just beautiful. Every time I see you, I just think of how beautiful you are <laughs> and you're 17. So did you get to go to, um, like, did you guys do a dance or a prom at your school this year? So we do, they did do a prom. Um, she goes to a charter school and they did do a prom. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was tough because I went and stayed and, 
you know, she and doesn't talk to anybody. She, you know, she really doesn't. And um, she used to talk to people. And now these are the same kids that she's been in class with. And she doesn't really talk to them. And her nurse said, you know, she just doesn't try to socialize anymore. So, you know, it was, it was disappointing and it was heartbreaking for me. Um, but we, you know, we stayed for a while and then we left and we went out to dinner and, uh, you know, but I'm like, at least she got to go and dress up and what she wanted to do. Yes. You're Mr. Nick, one of our favorite teachers. <laughs> so do you, I'm curious, do you guys tend to deal with a lot of, um, questions and stuff like that? Like, does anybody really approach you about it? Or, you know, you mentioned she was social before, not so much now, like, does anybody try to come and talk to you about it or anything? No, actually, no. When we go out, nobody really does. Nobody asks. Nobody questions it. Um, I mean, we don't get a whole lot of, like, stares, I feel like. Um, but at the same time, you know, no one, you know, we don't talk. No one's asking. So, I mean, strangers, I guess, you just don't go up and ask. They, You know, people just don't feel comfortable doing that anymore. Um you know, and everyone in her school knows what she has. Um, and, you know, they've seen her from, you know, uh, her ninth grade year was on Zoom and saw her talking and interacting and all that stuff to going back to per in person last year to socializing and doing some stuff to now not doing so much. So I think they just kind of have no. Um, but I mean, when I've been there, I've gone a couple of times for like some festival or things like that. And, you know, some of the kids have included her in a game or whatever. So she just, I, I don't know if it's just, she's not comfortable anymore, especially, you know, with the talking, not comfortable, but yet when we go to any of the health for HD events, um, cause we've never been to an HDSA one, but we've gone to the health for HD events. She's Miss social butterfly and, you know, will ramble on to all the other kids who talk just like her. <laughs> so, yeah, because nobody, you know, you know, nobody's judging and everybody yeah. gets it. And um, so there's no fear there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we went to the one in Florida. We went to the one in Sacramento. We went to the one in Nashville and we are going to the one in San Diego. Well, then hopefully I will see you guys there. Cause You're going to? I, yeah, I'm, I am planning on being there. Um, oh, I'm not going to be able to go to Michigan, but I'm I'm planning on being in San Diego. Um, awesome. But you guys really aren't that far from me anyway. Um, no, we're I'm in not. Winston-Salem. When do we go? Michigan, we're not going to Michigan. It's only like one day. It's in August. It's right before school starts. Yeah. Um. It's the one in October will have more, more things and yes. your kid's group is going. So we're saving to go to, the, so we're going to that one. We got our plane tickets and yeah, I know I don't live far from you. And um, Erica and Melissa came to the graduation and afterwards I was like, I should have invited Lauren and the, the family. Uh, that's okay. We'll plan something. Cause I literally was just with Erica and Melissa this weekend. <laughs> so oh, okay. yeah. 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 We so we'll have to house one of the nights we were in town. Cause my cousin lives in um, Durham. So oh, okay. right by that um, South point mall. Yeah. yeah. So we were, um, 
Yes. So we were able to stay with her and then just drive to Hillsboro. So it worked out so we didn't have to spend money on a hotel. But um, yeah, we'll definitely, we have to go back like every other Friday. Um, yeah. EENP requires, um, they don't just give you the dog and say, see you later. Um, they, you know, you got constant communication on Slack. Um, they do a Zoom every other Friday. And then every other Friday is in person. Um, they keep up on, you know, giving you more training ideas, things that they want you to do for the week, um, different things like that. So that's um, really cool, though, that they do that, like that they continue, um, you know, with it. So it's not like here, we're not going to give you anything as far as resources. So that's really cool that they continue with it. Yes, they do. So yeah, we'll have to get together, especially London's trying to make that trip too. So yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll work it out for sure. So, well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. And um, it was a pleasure to see you. Um, we're doing this via Zoom so we can see each other, but obviously everybody else is just hearing audio. Um, but thank you so much for being willing to come on and talk to me. Oh, well, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, for those listening, um, please make sure that you are tuning in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And if you'd like to be part of the HD Uncut series, which is for the community, it is uncensored. Um, you are able to come and talk about whatever you would like. Um, so please, if you would be interested in coming on, we'd love to have you. And my email is lauren at helpforhd.org. Just send me an email and we will get it set up. And until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.